I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, a reserve in the wild card spot, if I ever do say so myself. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? So, today they're announcing the All-Star Reserves, and I kind of, you know, shared some expressive feelings about the Trey Young stuff a few <laughs> days ago. Uh, gosh, I guess it was last week. Yeah, last week. About him being named a starter, even though, you know, they've won about as many games as a YMCA team uh, Ooh, would get in the NBA. Get but I have a couple takes on this, too, uh, as far as reserves. But I'm just ready. You know, today's podcast, we're basically going to make the case for Tim Hardaway Jr. to be a reserve in the All-Star game. So coming up next. Yeah, buckle up. This is why. This Tim, is news to me. I'm just kidding. Um when do you think will be another Maverick will make an all-star team with Luka? Next year? KP calling it? Yeah, heck yeah. Next year, KP. The mid-range shot's coming back for him. I've, I've seen a lot of people real down on KP this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think even Kirk tweeted out today that outside of the paint or like around the rim and three-point shots, Porzingis is shooting 29% on shots like inside the arc but outside of the restricted area. That shot's coming back for him next year. I think it'll take him a year to get his legs from under out, you know, back from underneath him. And so I'll call it. Yeah. Um, should we talk about my uh my catfishing I did today? Did you see this? No. You okay, catfished so, someone? Not necessarily. Okay. I got a text today. Is this gonna be like at a around bicycle guy. At around noon. No, this, this is not even a Florida story. This is just the general person living in the world story. Uh, I got a text around noon, and someone said, Hey, what's up, Mike? It's Jennifer. I'm actually going to be in Cincinnati this break. We should chill this time. Now, my number is still Whoa. a Cincinnati number. Ever say, I got it in high school, and I just kept the same number. Um, and so I got this text, and so I, I screenshotted that and sent it out on Twitter and said, What should I do? You know, Give me some options. And the overwhelming thing was just send gifts. And so I decided to go with Joey Tribbiani gifts from Friends. And so the first one I sent was Joey with the with the soup spoon. He says, how you doing? And she responds, sexy AF. No. And I was like, oh, no, this is going to go weird. And so I tried to take it in a different route and do something different. And so I sent Joey when he puts every single shirt he owns and every single tie he owns and every single pair of pants he owns on himself. I can't remember why he did this, but he did it. All, he put it all on. He walks through the door and he just kind of shrugs and puts his hands out next to him. And I sent that thinking it would just totally throw her off. And she goes, turning me on, exclamation point. Whoa. <laughs> Dude, if she sent you pictures, you would have died. Um, That's when I stopped because I do have a loving wife. And so I showed it to her. She laughed about it. And we tried. We sat for sure. five minutes and tried to pick the, tried to pick the right gift that we were going to send her uh, next. But Jennifer, if you're out there and you're trying to find Mike in Cincinnati, uh, I'm not sure if he's going to be so gung-ho as the Joey Tribbiani gifts were. That's incredible. So, uh, then my, my wife's first response was, do you think this is somebody like 
you know, uh, sending out to a fake, you know, sending out to a number, like, and I was like, wait a minute, are you saying that you're worried that this is a person catfishing me, catfishing them, <laughs> just sitting there catfishing each other? Like, hey, I'm not Jennifer, or I'm not Mike, and she's in the, yeah. like, I'm not Jennifer. It's like the Princess Bride when he goes, I have something to tell you, I'm not left-handed, and then <laughs> and Wesley goes, neither am I. <laughs> they both switch hands and they're sword fighting, it's like... I am not Jennifer. Well, I am not Mike. That's a weird movie. <laughs> I love that movie. I, Get off that I movie. That's my. Fa- that's one of my favorite movies. You also like Airbender, so. Get. We're not doing this again. We are not doing this again. Your little right. Airbender hive will come after me again. Get him. <laughs> Get him. <laughs> Nations unite. <laughs> uh, all right. So, like Isaac said on the podcast today, we're going to talk about our picks for All Star Reserves. And then we are going to do every single wing that the Mavs might target at the trade deadline. We're going to focus on the Eastern Conference today. And so uh, I have a list of names that I picked out. I went through every single team and I was like, okay, which guys are potentially available? And then which guys could the Mavs trade for? So we're going to go through that list. So let's start with our Eastern Conference. Or let's start with our Western Conference. Or no, let's go Eastern Conference Reserves. Because we kind of feel like there's only really one spot up for grabs right now. Um... The starters are Trey Young, Kemba Walker, Giannis, Pascal Siakam, and Joel Embiid. When I did this, I decided what would be my full pick for the full team. Uh, And I put Kyle Lowry in the starter spot, but I put Trey Young as a backup. So I didn't really change too much, but I did want to put Kyle Lowry starting instead of Trey Young. Um, So I have Trey Young, Ben Simmons as my two guards, you know, on the reserve. Well, just, yeah, we'll just assume that. I just went ahead and because I didn't have Trey Young starting either, but I just went ahead and put him in the starter. We're, per, but you would have him on the team anyway. What? A, no, I'm just kidding. I had him. Would you not? I had him as wow. a wild card. Like it wasn't. He wasn't as one of the guard spots. Yeah, put him as a wild card. Then. He was I my, have him he, as a regular. He was literally my last wild card spot. Yeah, it doesn't really change too much, but he's still on the team. But yeah. so I have Trey Young, Ben Simmons as my guards, and then Jimmy Butler seemed pretty obvious. Sabonis seemed pretty obvious. Uh, and then Jason Tatum was my last front court spot that seemed kind of uh, up for grabs a little, a little bit between him and Jalen Brown. Uh, and then my wild cards were Middleton and Bam Adebayo. Okay. So any differences? Um, I think actually no, not really, because I kind of just switched it heading into you know now that the starters have already been announced, I just went ahead and put the starters in there and then try to predict what they're going to. So we're doing what we would have or what we think will happen. What we would pick, what we would pick. That's, this is what I, if I had, if this is, if I had a ballot, this is what my ballot would be. And I picked Jason Tatum over Jalen Brown because I, I looked at their numbers. They're so similar. Like they're eerily similar. Yeah. They're scoring, you know, like a little different rebounds, a little different, but they're pretty much all the same across the board. Jalen's shooting a little bit better. I, I honestly just DM John Corrales, who hosts Locked On Celtics, and I was like, who would you pick? Because he watches the Celtics every day. He's a beat writer. He travels with the team. I was like, who would you pick, Jalen or Jason? And he's like, it's so close, but right now I'd pick Jason Tatum. And so I was like, okay, I'm going with Jason Tatum. I'm going to trust John Corrales. So the only difference in our reserves is I have Jalen Brown over Jason Tatum. There you go. You should have DM John Corrales. <laughs> I, I put him in there because of his defense. Because, yeah, they're scoring. You know, Tatum's at 21 a game. Tatum's a good defender, too. That's the thing. I don't think he's – I think Jalen Brown's a better defender. And what they're scoring being so close, I feel like Tatum, you know, he is – like you're going to give it to Tatum at the end of the game or for like a last shot if like Kimba's not in there. You would, you know, give it to Tatum. But I think overall, 
overall game, I'd take Jalen. But it's like, yeah. Jalen is shooting better. I literally put Jalen slash Tatum. It's like one of those two guys. And, yeah, I would go Jalen probably. There's no case to be made for either of those guys over Bam, though. Right? Like, couldn't we kick Bam off and put one of the other Celtics guys? No, because I, I almost like, I mean, the Heat right now, they're, what, in the Eastern Conference. They're third in the Eastern Conference. They've won, what? The way we have it set up, there's such good symmetry between the the Bucks have two guys, Giannis and Middleton. The Raptors have two guys, Lowry and Siakam. The Heat have two guys, Butler and Bam. The Celtics have two guys, Kemba and Tatum or, or, or Brown. The Sixers have two guys in Embiid and Simmons, and then the Pacers have Sabonis. So the top, the top five all have two players. And if you change that, like then the Heat would only have one and Boston would have three. Like it just changes. It's so balanced right now with the top five. Yeah, especially Miami. You know, don't they don't have a starter because the NBA jacked up the Jimmy Butler being a forward yeah. instead of a guard thing. But yeah, I mean, I think I think it's a shoe, and I think what he's done for Miami, the handful of games I've seen Miami play this year, he literally is kind of like their version of Draymond. He is averaging, you know, double double, sixteen and ten a game. I think he's the clear second best player on that team. Yeah, and so yeah, and he does so he does so much that you know numbers don't pick up to like you know the way he defends, the way that he protects the rim. Like he's just, he's really good. Um, I thought it was also interesting. So the top six all have all stars. Top six teams. And then seven through fourteen doesn't have an all star, and then fifteen the Hawks have Trey Young starting. Like that is just so weird. The and like literally the gap. Here's the thing. Like I mean, I obviously didn't want to put Trey in because of just how bad their their team is. But what's your other options? You know. Yeah. So the snubs are are Jalen or Tate or Tatum, but um, that's not really a, a, a guard, I guess, at that point. Well, the, the biggest guard Bradley Beal, Malcolm Brogdon. Kyrie or Spencer Dinwiddie, Zach Levine. Those are like the snubs. So would you pick any of those guys over Trey Young? The only one I debated on was Malcolm Brogdon. And the big thing for Brogdon is he missed a lot of games. And he's only at 33 games. I say a lot, but like he's missed, what, 15 of their games so far? Um, 14? That's a lot for right now. That's like a third. 14 games. So so for me, I was kind of debating on the – Sabonis, Brogdon, Indiana obviously need a person in there. I think Sabonis, um, you know, he won out on that. And he should. Gosh, I mean, Sabonis <laughs> average of eighteen and twelve. Um, he's so important for them too. Yeah, like, he is. the way that he he plays, Brogdon will get a lot more highlights, but Sabonis is just you know he's steady. You can you can dump it down to him in the post. He rebounds like he's just he's so good for them. He's there. You know, he's available. <laughs> he's played a lot of games. So, uh, all right, that's the Eastern Conference. Coming up, let's get into our Western Conference. And we feel like there are two spots, potentially three spots up for grabs, and that's it. So let's get into the Western Conference coming up. But before we do, Isaac, are you the type of fan that knows football so well that you could choose any game and call it? Well, my bookie is the place for you because they let you turn all your sports knowledge into cash in your wallet. On mybookie.ag right now, the Kansas City Chiefs are a minus 1.5 point favorite over the San Francisco 49ers. So Isaac, would you pick the Chiefs to win by more than one point in the Super Bowl. Yeah, sign me up for that deal. You want it. You want you want Pat Mahomes over the defense of the 49ers? You're in it? I am. I think Mahomes is on a different level right now. And my bookie would reward that thought. It would. It would definitely reward it. Uh, there's money lines on there. NBA, NHL, uh, college basketball. Um, there's all kinds of stuff on mybookie.ag. Uh, and right now, you can use the promo code LOCKEDONNBA to activate the offer 
they'll match your deposit halfway up to $1,000. So that means if you deposit $2,000, they will give you an extra $1,000, a grand. They'll just give you a grand to, to bet on games. You could win more than that. If you bet a grand, you could win two grand. And then you're up to already... $2,000 in cash or $3,000 in cash that you just didn't earn just by having money. So go to mybookie.ag, use the promo code locked on NBA to take advantage of MyBookie's generous sign-up offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, Isaac, let's get into the Western Conference All-Stars. Uh, starters, Luka, James Harden, Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, Anthony Davis. I think we agreed we wouldn't change anything no. about that list. Um no. Guards off the bench, Lillard and Mitchell. I think we both agree with that. Agree, yes. Um, Jokic and Gobert as the front court. For sure. I think Brandon Ingram was one I went back and forth with Towns, but I have Brandon Ingram over him. And then the two wild card spots. I ended up going with Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Okay, okay. So basically how I looked at it, we don't compare our names and stuff when we do stuff like this because we want to see what differences we have and. So basically, yeah, I had you know Lillard, Mitchell, Jokic, Gobert as locks. That's happening. Um, then that last forward spot on the reserves, uh, for me, it's Ingram versus Towns for that spot. And their their stats is it's pretty much like, hey, what what guy do you want that's on a sucky team but has monster stats? And it's kind of weird how similar some of their stats are because you know Ingram's averaging twenty five, Towns is at you know right twenty six point nine, so basically twenty seven a game. Towns' stats are so dumb, like as dumb as far as like good dumb. <laughs> twenty seven a game, ten boards a game. Uh, he's shooting forty one percent from three on eight threes a game. That this is yeah. your this is your big man right now shooting forty one percent, fifty one percent from the field a game too. Um, yeah, right. Same assist as Ingram. So it, it was. It's tough for me still. Even like I had Towns as the shoe in, but these yeah. last fifteen games for the for the Timberwolves. And if you just if you just turn on your TV and watch a, just a portion of Minnesota, you're like, man, there's no way I could like put that guy in. But if Trey Young's in on the other side, I don't know. I mean, come on. No. Well, it's just the discrepancy between East and West. But for Towns, first sixteen games. The Timberwolves were nine and seven, and he was shooting, you know, 50, 44, and almost 80% from the line. Uh, like 26 points a game, 12 boards, four assists, over a steal, block and a half, and he was plus 2.3 in his plus minus, which isn't doesn't mean a lot, but this stat comparatively. Uh, and then his last his last 14 games, so since December 1st, he's missed 15 games. So that that's a big Mark against him. He's played 30 games so far this year. Brandon Ingram has played 43 games so far this year. That's a big difference. Um, their record is 0-14 with Towns playing his last, you know, since December 1st. Uh, he's averaging 27.5 points, only 8.5 rebounds. So his rebounding has gone way down. Four assists, under a steal and under a block. So his, his blocks and steals have gone down. And negative 3.5 points, you know, plus minus. That's his average. Uh, and he's shooting just about the same. He's shooting about eight percentage points worse on the three-point line. Um, but, yeah, missing 15 games and then going 0-14 in the games he did play, that, that just knocked him down all the way from me. Whereas Brandon Ingram did the opposite. Brandon Ingram, the first 24 games he played of the season, the Pelicans were 4-20. and <laughs> And since then, they're 12-7. and So it's like recency bias, sort of. Like their numbers are 
pretty amazing on both sides of it. So do you want the guy that's ramping up or the guy that's ramping down? I'd say Zion helped a little bit. He's played what, like three games? Yeah. Yeah. But they're twelve and seven. They've they've ramped up he ramped up before Zion came back. I mean, basically Towns going down to those numbers is the numbers that Ingram's at, right? I mean he's counting stats, yeah. You know, yeah. if you want to go that way. Um sure. so, I think I But le- you went with you went with Ingram instead of Towns though. Um I actually lean towards Towns over Ingram. You do you you picked him? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I just that's I, our, I, I can't, our one difference so far. I wonder I just I wonder if anybody's ever had those stats. I mean, I'm just throwing something out, you know, top of my head here. Somebody probably has. Has anybody averaged what Towns has averaged and not made an all-star game? 20. Yeah, they probably missed it because of injury or, you know, something like that. Which, 15 games, I mean, that's enough to say that, that was the, injury kind of okay, held him back. That but. was the biggest thing. If he's played in, if he played in every single game, like if he's played the same amount of games as Ingram, because right now he's 13 games behind Ingram. Okay, I'll take it back. I'll put Ingram in over Towns. <laughs> but it's only because of the games played for me in that. If it was just stats, we're looking at literally two bad teams, and yeah, I would take Towns over Ingram in that. But yeah, yeah, his stats are a little better. So then the wild card spots: Chris Paul and Devin Booker. I put Chris Paul because. The Thunder are, you know, eight games or nine games over 500 right now. Chris Paul is one of the best clutch players in the NBA, uh, which is wild. I did not think that I'd be saying this about Christopher Paul right now. Uh, He's only missed one game this season. It was the Dallas game that they just played. The Thunder are 20 and 12 in the clutch when Chris Paul plays. 20 and 12. They've won 20 games in the clutch. That's wild. Uh, he's shooting 54.3% from the field, 35% from three, and 93.5% from the free throw line in clutch situations. He's the best field goal shooter in the clutch with a minimum of 50 clutch shots, best free throw shooter with a minimum of 30 total free throws shot. Uh, the Thunder have an offensive rating of 123 points per 100 possessions when Chris Paul plays in the clutch, and their defensive rating is 99.2. That's a net rating of plus 23.7. Like, that's amazing. The only players with a higher net rating are Clippers players, Jazz players, other Thunder players that have played with them, Paul Millsap, and hilariously, P.J. Washington. I didn't, Wow. I did not expect P.J. Washington in this, but... Yeah, so Chris Paul, I mean that that's my case for him that he yeah. just he means a lot. His counting stats aren't necessarily the same as some of these other guys, but I think he deserves it. That Chris Paul's a lock for me. And like there's only two spots that's open for for me in my opinion, and that's the last forward spot and for me it's Towns versus Ingram. And then it's the last wild card spot because I think Chris Paul, I don't think he's over Mitchell or Damian Lillard as far as the two guards reserve spots, but I think Chris Paul has one of the wild card spots locked in for everything that you just said. This Oklahoma City team is probably the biggest surprise of the season, uh, being at 28 and 20 right now in the West. They, they're a part of that like group of Rockets, Mavericks, you know, Thunder. Like who, who would have ever thought that? <laughs> you know, Grizzlies. Yeah, yeah. Now the Grizzlies are kind of separating themselves. I'm not gonna lie. I tried really hard to make a John Morant case, and it's I, too hard. It is. It, it's it's hard. Not, it's not a knock at him. It's just it's hard because of the guys that you're comparing them to in this. And so then, yeah, the last spot. <laughs> Who did you debate for with Booker? Because I don't have Booker. So I came down to Booker or Westbrook. Uh, I also threw Lou Williams in there because I was like, the Clippers are so good. How do they not have two players? And everyone else, you know, the top seeds have two players. And uh, um, mention how many I don't. I don't have a pull up in front of me. Paul George just missed too many games. 
Yeah, Paul George was he's played twenty six games out of forty seven. So I can't I can't have an all star reserve that's missed that's like 20, half that's missed twenty games basically. Yeah. That's not that's 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 too little for me. Um and so I couldn't throw him in there as the other wild card. Devin Booker has just been amazing. So their counting stats between Booker and Westbrook are like so similar. Westbrook has more West, rebounds. I have obviously. Westbrook, by the way. So here's my case for for Devin Booker, and then you you'll counter it. Okay. So their counting stats are so similar. Russell has more rebounds. Devin Booker is shooting better across the board. The Suns are twenty and twenty seven, so they're not like awful, but they're not good. The Rockets are twenty nine and seventeen. Cool. Booker on the court. The Suns' offensive rating is 113.8. That's better than their overall ranking. Off the court, this is for the season overall. The Suns have an offensive rating of 98.6 when Devin Booker is not on the floor. That's a difference of 15.2 points per possession, so they're way better. Russell Westbrook, when he's on the court, the Rockets' offensive rating, and this is a good team, the Rockets, their offensive rating is 109.8. That's way lower than their average. And when he's off the court, their offensive rating is 115.8. That's a huge difference. That's like a six points per 100 possessions difference that they're better when he's off the court. Uh, and so I think that's huge. So that kind of it kind of puts the ball into uh, Booker's court that I think Booker is Booker means more to his team winning 20 games than Westbrook means to his team winning 29 games so far this year. That was the big thing for me is that their team is way better. Like the Rockets are not better when Westbrook is on the floor. I can't give an All Star spot to a guy like that. I just I can't. If get, I'm compa- if I'm going down to the very small like comparisons, like going down to the very the wire, like there's not a yeah. big enough reason for me to put him over. I just can't give an All Star spot to a guy who's averaging the same amount of points for a 20 win team when a guy. And listen, the Westbrook stuff, the shooting stats, the advanced analytics, I get it for sure, and. The team is not better. I don't want to put him, but I don't. The, I get when he's on the. Was I get, he, when I he's get on the that floor. for sure. But are you going to say that if he was not on this team, that they would lose more, that they would win more games? Like even in the games when, I like, mean, yeah, because they did last year. But I'm just saying, but like, if like Harden's missed some games and stuff, and he he's really like he stepped up some over the past week or so. And in he, January, it's been different. The offense has been a little bit better. Uh, actually, the offense has just been worse with with. Uh, <laughs> With Westbrook off because Harden hasn't been there, but yeah, but I'm just saying. I mean, you're looking at a team who's what six in the West, and the dudes, the dudes. I didn't not want to put him on there. I wanted to put John Morant. I debated on Devin Booker, but the but they have 29 wins. They're in the they're the sixth spot in the Western Conference, and the dudes averaging 26 seven 26 seven assists, eight rebounds, four more rebounds than Booker, an, an assist more. The rebounds don't matter. How they don't it's matter. Not, it's, that's not even a thing you should bring up. Westbrook just grabs rebounds. He people get out I, of the I, way from him. I've, I've done a thing on this where they just he goes and just grabs uncontested defensive rebounds. I don't okay. think that it should matter in a case like this. Should it matter for Luca? If you're talking about Luca versus Trey Young, like, yeah, that's a little different. But okay, it's four rebounds. Like, I know. Like, I'm just saying. I okay. Luca's rebounds aren't you know not all of them are. It shouldn't be the difference between if he gets an all-star spot or not. There's other merits that Luca has. But you obviously you picked out smaller details too. So I'm just saying I picked out that the team is a is a better offensive team when Booker's on the floor, and they're not when that's not a small detail. Well, I'm glad that they're a better offense that that's won 20 games. So I mean that that's cool. I mean I'm I'm happy. Rockets won 29. That's not that much different. They're also six in in the West. What are the Suns? 
The Suns just sent out a tweet saying 20 yeah, wins. He also I'm has, happy. He has what? He has Harden with them. He already has an all-star. That's great. But I mean, so they deserve okay. two all-stars because they have nine wins more than the Suns. Whenever you're, whenever those, the basic stats of 26, eight and seven. Yeah. For me, I'm not going to, I'm going to reward Devin Booker for scoring the same amount of points as Booker and the other. Okay. Then we should put Shea Gilgis Alexander instead of Lillard then. Instead of Lillard. They got eight. They got eight more wins. Yeah, they have eight What's more their wins. counting stats look like? Counting stats matter when it comes to this stuff. I'm just saying that it, it sounds ridiculous when you put it that way. And so I'd, I'd rather have Devin Booker leading his team, you know, than Westbrook like contributing to a team already led by James Harden. I don't think he's okay. contributing enough to warrant a second All Star spot. Okay. I just think if, he, if we're talking about this, we should put Jamal Murray. I mean, heck, put Lou Williams. Mm. Lou Williams, 19 points a game, six assists. The dude's still averaging 27 a game. Like, that's like, I don't, I'm not the Westbrook fan. I hate that I'm like taking up for him, but <laughs> I feel like everybody's trashing this guy and like no one's wanting to put him on their all star list whenever they're the top six team in the Western Conference and he's averaging 27, eight, and seven. Like, that's still nuts. Like, the, it's still the crazy. The team's offensive rating is 109.8. That's like, so these points, so and counting stats just, just throw them out because, the, no, no, this, no. Like, because, because of this, because Westbrook and Booker's counting stats are so similar. If you're grasping at straws, the straw is that the team is not better when he's on the floor. Okay. So since their counting stats took, are so similar. If we took that and measured all of the other all stars, but there's other merits. E- that, exactly. That but give I'm just those saying, other players. I don't, and I don't think that there's a, a, a merit that differentiates Booker and Westbrook enough. Okay. And I don't think and this that, was the one that I decided. I don't think the on off court stuff matters enough in that. In this argument, you don't think in, that this, the team being argument, better. In this argument, you don't think that they have twenty wins. The, they have twenty wins. It's not like they're the it's Memphis not like Grizzlies. A full season, but they, it's I'm not a full saying, season. But it's not like they're the Grizzlies. If they were the Grizzlies, I would buy one hundred percent. Cool. I'm glad that your twenty win team is Grizzlies better. Grizzlies have four with more the wins floor. than the Suns. I hope the Grizzlies I, have four hope, more wins. I hope this team is better with him on the floor. They he's they're surrounded by trash. Like cool. Like he's also playing against starters. He's he's had an amazing season. No, he, he is having a great great season. How I'm, many I'm wins? Do the, to... How many how many of those twenty nine wins do the Rockets still have if Westbrook's not on the team? Do they still have 25, 26, 24? How many wins do the Suns have so, if Devin Booker is not there? I, I just love how we're just Three? totally dismissing twenty seven, eight, and seven because like oh you know what? Who cares? No, Devin Booker's at like twenty. 27, like four and six. It's like he's like right there. Cool. I'm glad, but I'm sure we could go down the line and pick out another team in here and be like, all right, Timberwolves have 15 wins. Let's take Towns off. What would they have? Four? You know, like, okay, but we're not going to put him in. So, no, be- because Devin Booker and Westbrook's counting stats are so similar. And okay. we, we want to talk about shooting shooting splits too. Like Devin Booker's a way no, no, better shooter for than sure. Westbrook for too. For sure, I said that in the very beginning. Like shooting stats, for sure. It like all of that stuff. Westbrook sucks at shooting this year. I just think that the basic concept and be, because he's a worse shooter, the team is worse when he's on the floor. Okay. I don't know how you give an all star to somebody whose whose team is worse. Okay. I just think that that can be a slippery slope of we can pick out some of these guys on some bad teams and be like, hey, on the court, look at it, look how much better this team is on the court. Well, congrats, you have like twelve wins. Like I'm glad your team is better with you on the court. Doesn't mean that you can you're an all star because your team is better with you on the court and you have freaking twelve wins. Like I just don't think that's the win all. Not for me. I I think it'd be so rare to find another all star 
whose team is worse when they're on the floor. Like any of these other guys, Chris Paul. I get that like, he's a negative impact. I like I, I, I no. I <laughs> okay, then he's not an all star. But, but you, but you're he's just putting up numbers. But he's putting up numbers on a winning team, like on a playoff team. Like that's the, that's the thing. And he does not contribute positively to. Okay. So they don't. So, you just said that. You so, just said okay, I get so that insert, he's, a, he's contributing. So they just they could put anybody else in there for him, and then they're good. Uh, at this point, he's he's contributing negatively. Okay. I'm gonna after this podcast, I'm gonna get on. I'm gonna go through these teams, and I'm gonna find guys who have a negative on. Like, I'm gonna find this, and then it, and we're like, I just all think right, it'd be so well, this rare. guy's trash because this team's technically better. Quote better with him off the court. This guy sucks. This guy sucks. And I'm just gonna go down the line of that, and because I just don't think that stat is the tell all. Because you know, I'm glad that that helps the son with sons with 20 wins. Congrats. It's not the tell all. It's the differentiator. It's because you, they're so though. close. For you. For me. Yeah. yeah it should be. <laughs> the team should be better when the player's on the court. I feel he, okay. He's an all star. Here, here's my thing. I feel like I'm more accepting of Booker than you're more accepting of Westbrook. Yeah, because I don't accept Westbrook. Okay. After I mean, he was he's my first snub. Like I'd pick him over Lou Williams. I'd pick him over like DeRozan, John over Lou Williams. Come, I mean, these are the other the options. These are the other options. I'd pick him over John Morant, Jamal Murray, Rosen, DeRozan, Lou Williams, yeah. Towns. I'd still pick him over if I had to pick between the two. Yeah, because the difference the difference between twenty nine wins and fifteen wins. I mean, that's huge. Yeah, it's um, a double. It's double your win. Somebody I really did consider was DeRozan. By the way, stop. No, we're not doing. It. I'm just saying. I I like considered it at the end. He was in that like maybe debate because we just had this whole argument. You can't just throw on a guy. <laughs> his average of 22 a game hey his team's not better when he's alright so you want to talk about East Wings <laughs> did we use all our time no come on let's throw a few names out there <laughs> I have to title this pod different alright coming up let's get into the uh, these, this is every wing the Mavs might trade to, my <laughs> they might trade we have a lot of them <laughs> this is every wing the Mavs might target at the trade deadline in the Eastern Conference so let's get into that coming up All right, Isaac, here's my list. I just did it by team. I went through every single player. And so I'll just go through these names and you tell me uh, if you're interested or not. And then if you're interested, we'll stop on the name and then we'll go through it. Sweet. Atlanta, Evan Turner, $18.6 million expiring deal. Trevion Graham, $1.6 million expiring deal. They just got him in the Minnesota trade. But two wings that the Mavs could potentially target. Trevion Graham, no. Evan Turner, um, like last possibility. If you're wanting yeah. somebody to give you a little bit more impact than Courtney Lee, yeah. I think if you strike out on the Iguodala thing, like you know, all the other things, would not give up the Golden State second rounder for him, though. No, absolutely not. Uh, Boston, Semi Ojale, 1.6 mil this year, 1.7 mil non guaranteed next year. That's the only guy I could think of from Boston. No, I just don't think you're getting Marcus Smart or anything like that. Uh, Brooklyn, Joe Harris, he's at 7.6 million dollar one year deal, so it's expiring. Garrett Temple, $4.7 million. This year, $5 million team option next year. And the Wilson Chandler, $1.6 million one-year expiring deal. Uh, I mean, sign me up for Joe Harris. If Brooklyn does consider that and if they don't think they want to trade him uh, this offseason, I mean, if they don't if they think they don't want to pay him this offseason for what he's going to make, then uh, I would definitely take Joe Harris if it – if Brooklyn Center saying, "Hey, I'll," I think they could probably get a first for him if they really put him on the market. I think a playoff team would uh, would put a yeah, first. If anyone has any firsts left, <laughs> hey, Clippers, I think they would 
come calling for Joe Harris. Clippers gave them all to Oklahoma City. <laughs> True. Well, Clippers have that first rounder, their first rounder this year to go with Mo Harkless. That's their big, their big move as for somebody yeah. to deadline. But uh, yeah, I'm interested in Joe Harris, uh, Garrett Temple a little bit too. That's kind of like a three and D ish kind of. I don't think they card. trade Joe Harris, by the way. Me either. I don't think so, but. Uh, that's a guy you definitely want with Kyrie and Durant. Like, yes. That's the perfect guy you want with those guys. Yeah. Um, Charlotte, Nick Batum, $25.5 million this year, $27.1 million player option next year. Uh, and then Dwayne Bacon, $1.6 million expiring deal. God bless that Batum contract. Yeah, Will I don't want to touch ever that. end? I feel like he's been getting paid forever and he's not. Well, he's, he signed a five-year 2016 deal, right? Or was it four-year? Was it? Just takes. I mean, Nick Batum maybe it was played, 2017. He's played in two. He's played in 22 games this year. Started three of them. And is averaging three points a game. Rough. Well, they went super young, so it's not really. I mean, they decided to what's go his, that. Direction. What's his on off though? Well, I bet it's pretty bad. <laughs> he's also not played enough games. His counting stats are terrible too. <laughs> Chicago Bulls Denzel Valentine 3.3 million dollar expiring deal. Tomas Sadoransky. Uh, 10 mil this year, 10 mil the next year, 10 million non-guaranteed in 2021. So that's guy. He's got a guardish, but guard wing. Um, yes, I'm I'm interested in Sadoransky. I like him. I liked him coming out of Washington uh, when he hit free agency. I think it's free agency. Didn't Chicago sign him? Yeah, he was a free okay. agent this summer. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like him. Yeah, and I think he is technically a guard, but I think he's uh, kind of taller. Though. I want to say he's like six five. Yeah, he's like six seven. Yeah, uh, I'm looking at it right now. He is six seven. Yeah, six seven. Yeah, yeah I'm, I, I'm, I'm. And it's I'm mad you didn't trust me on that. Well, I was. It was loading the, <laughs> and that that third year is non guaranteed, right? In 2021. Yeah, non guaranteed. So that's that's, that's cool. Big. If it's the two year window, that's the big thing. So yeah, sure. Uh, Cavs didn't have anybody. Uh, Detroit Pistons. Uh, Tony Snell, 11.3 mil this year, $12.1 million player option that he is definitely picking up the year after that. Uh, and then Markeith Morris, 3.2 mil this year, $3.3 million player option. Uh, that one's an inch. That, that's one I'm definitely interested in. He's a little more four-ish than wing-ish, but that's a guy you could play with Dorian, you know, to be your 3-4 with Porzingis. Like, that, that's interesting. I kind of put Markeith Morris, and I could be wrong on this, but I kind of put him in the Marvin Williams category to – He'd be more of a four-ish. Um, right. They can both kind of stretch the floor some. He is shooting 39% from three. Um, he can kind of guard wings, though. Like he can guard the bigger wings. Yeah, but I do feel like people kind of skew it a little bit, and they, they just think Morris twin, and they think he's as effective as Marcus Morris, and I think Marcus is a better player. I don't think he's as effective. I just think that he is semi-effective. Yes, but I feel like <laughs> people – yeah, anyway. Sure, he would be a – if we acquired him, cool. Like – yeah, we have wing another wing body. So the Pacers just got Victor Oladipo back on uh, Wednesday night, and so somebody in their rotation is going to move off. I don't think it's this guy, but this is the guy I wrote down. Justin Holiday, $4.7 million this year. Uh, I don't know if you want to split up the Holiday brothers. Also, he's playing crunch time for them in this game against the Bulls the other night. So I don't know if he'd be available, but I'd be interested in Justin Holiday. He's a guy we wanted in the in free agency. Yeah, honestly, I could I, – I could see him. Uh, God bless Doug McDermott shooting forty six percent from three. <laughs> um, you know Justin Holiday shooting forty one percent. I I think that I think they got to hold on to both of them. I don't think Indiana 
Yeah, I don't think they make a move at all. I was yeah. looking at their roster and that stand pat, get healthy, and make it to the playoffs and win a round. And they got they got a quiet, like quietly deep team now with Oladipo back. You know they're going to be bringing got you know Justin Holiday, McDermott, T.J. McConnell. Like these, you know these are good like solid rotation pieces. So and they're top five. They're they're starting yeah. five with with Turner, Sabonis, Warren. Brogdon and Oladipo, like that's that's a solid five. T.J. Warren, eighteen points a game. Dude can get buckets. <laughs> uh, and he also likes to make Jimmy Butler mad. Um, the New York Knicks, four guys for you. Or no, Milwaukee Bucks. Sterling Brown, one point six mil. He's kind of fallen out of the rotation a little bit here. Uh, that's one guy that might be available, but sure. Yeah, like if that's like an okay. Like, yeah, okay. I don't. Yeah. That's like a that's like a Willie Colley Stein of wings, right? I'm looking for them We'd to be make interested in it, but we'll see. Well, I'm looking for them to. I, I actually think Willie Colley Stein could move the needle a little bit, um, like help the team and stuff. Sterling Brown would just literally just be another body. I think your bigger question is: Would Sterling Brown be better than Justin Jackson right now to warrant him getting minutes over Justin Jackson? That, but that. I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to answer that question, but I'm saying that that's the he's type answering of, it with his eyes, guys. That's okay. the type of question. You can just, I just wish you could see his face when he's saying this. That's the type of question when they're targeting a wing that you would ideally move into that rotation yeah. spot. Is so, this upgrade? Is it an upgrade? Yeah. But here's a take for you. Uh-oh. I think the Mavs move the needle for Willie Colley Stein more than Willie Colley Stein moves the needle for the Mavs. Not going to argue with that. How deep is that right there? Okay, New York Knicks, four guys for you. Marcus Morris, $15 million expiring deal. Wayne Ellington, 8 mil this year, 8 mil non-guaranteed next year. Reggie Bullock, guy we both love, 4 mil this year, $4.2 million non-guaranteed next year. And then Damian Dotson, $1.6 million restricted free agent. He's more of a guard, but still. Um, No on Dotson. Reggie Bullock, sure. Um, like some of these guys are just like sures. I am all aboard. Reggie Bullock. I'd be excited for. That's a guy we wanted. He had that weird injury thing that kept him out of the beginning of the season. But that's a three and D guy that you can put in. That would be good. He played good for the Lakers. <laughs> played good. He played well for the Lakers last year. Yeah. No. No. I like him and I like his shooting on the wing. I just don't. I mean, like, sure. If it's just like a a move around the edges type of move, I think Marcus Morris could move the needle. And I've been yeah. on that. I, I do like I do like I think I like him on this Mavs team more than you do, right? You like it more than me. Um, I I think of these moves. After I looked at all the realistic options, I think that he's a decent move. Yeah, I mean, dude is shooting forty four percent from three on six threes a game right now. I think his you know, wing defense would be huge for the team. I the just, role just matters so much. Like the role just matters as long as. Yeah. You know, we're not running into like a Wes Matthews from last year where we're all pulling our hair out because he's posting up when yeah. <laughs> when the offense dictates something totally different. Like that's the one thing with him. But if that's the only thing, then I think he might be a good option to grab, you know, at the deadline. I would I would love Marcus Morris on this team. Yeah. So that's an option. Fifteen million, that's it. you're able you can do that with uh, uh Courtney Lee and, and Justin Jackson, maybe. Um, I'd give up the second rounder I'd, for for Marcus Morris too. Here's the thing with New York. I don't know if they're going to want to trade at the maps again. Right? Uh, <laughs> After all that. They got Dennis Smith Jr. Come on. <laughs> Do they still have him? Where's Dennis? We want Dennis. Free, bring, free, free Dennis. Dennis. Yeah. Free Dennis. Please, you got a week to trade Dennis somewhere to give him another shot. Give him to Minnesota. Just let him do something. Yeah. Um, Orlando Magic. Aminu. Uh, he has a $10 million player option in 2021, so that's not super intriguing. Has he been hurt? And he's also been hurt. So. Okay. <laughs> I think he might be back now. 
Uh, Sixers. Wait, wait, wait. James you just passed over somebody in Orlando that I like Evan Fournier could possibly. I don't know if he's available, though. He's their leading scorer. They're in the playoffs right now. I just don't know. I didn't think he was available. I Yeah, I create to, a reminder. Uh, we're just doing the Eastern Conference today, but um, yeah, yeah I, I'm just curious on what you know Orlando does. I kind of, in the same way as you, I don't think they trade him, but I think they could definitely listen to offers because he's the type of guy of, Hey, he's kind of in that middle of the pack. Like, hey, I'm going to score. What's he average? 18 a game? 18-something. Yeah, he's leading their team. And But he's also the type of guy that he I could totally see him hit unrestricted free agency this summer and be like, hey, I don't care. I'll take the money. You know, I've, like, I'll yeah. go play in Atlanta for $20 million a year. So <laughs> That's like, what he might end up doing. <laughs> seriously. And so, like, you know, a three-year $60 million deal, I mean, I could see that. And so if you're Orlando and you don't want to pay him that, then I could see him entertaining offers and – yeah, I mean, I think he would bring another score type of to the team. I don't, I don't know if I like fully all aboard love it, but I could you know see the appeal though. Yeah, so that's potentially an option. I don't think they're going to trade him. Seventy uh, Sixers James Ennis one point eight million this year, two point one million dollar player option next year. That's like another fringe move that no. potentially the Raptors. The only guy I could come up with is Stanley Johnson. That's like the same as James James Ennis, but worse. I was on that island, but I floated <laughs> off of it a while ago. We drafted him in our our locked on mock. That's true. We have to go back and check what our team was. Remember we we traded Dwight and Seth twice. <laughs> we did. And consec we traded him in consecutive years. Uh, the Washington Wizards, Davis Berton, seven mil. He was in KOC's yes. um, players that are potentially available list, according to league sources. So. Uh, he's not necessarily a wing, but knockdown shooter, four man. Uh, that's another guy too. The maps could potentially target seven million dollar expiring deal. Yeah, sign me up all day for that. Um, put his shooting kind of, kind of the same equation as Joe Harris. And if I'm Washington, I'm not trading him. I want him alongside Bradley Beal. You want shooters and stuff like that. And um, yeah, I'm down because he's. I mean, he's still just 27. But if they put in, uh, uh, yeah, I would give up. I think I would give up the Golden State second rounder for Bertans. The thing is, they need to get some value for him. They need to get because they're just going to lose him to free agency. And well, he's why, just gonna go but why would else. they lose him though? Why don't they just pay him? Because he's unrestricted. He can just go somewhere. Yeah, but what if they just overpay and keep him? Well, then they have an overpaid Davis Bertans. I don't know. It's not like they'll win anything in the next three years. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I just think that if they think they're going to lose him, which they probably will, then they. Get yeah. something. Sure. I mean, Bradley Beal wants out right now, and he signed an extension. So Does he like really want out? Just... I haven't seen that. Well, he was upset, and he's frustrated with the, the Wizards. So. Well, I'd be upset, too. When... Anyway, <laughs> you signed an extension, bro. <laughs> there you go. All right. Wait, Another is that classic. it? That's all, that's all I have for East. All right. Well, there you go. We'll the, uh, we'll if do... I had to pick somebody out of the East, man, it's Marcus Morris. I, I love Marcus Morris's fit. If they could uh, make a move for him, I'd be all about it. And it's that like he's the type of guy that we're going to talk about more names on tomorrow's pod, Western Conference. A lot of the names we've heard before, but like uh, I kind of put him in that like Robert Covington would be you know above him a little bit, but Marcus Morris, Covington, um, Andrea Guadala, like those are the type of wings that move the needle some. But we'll talk more Western Conference uh, tomorrow, and I got some other names to throw at you. Yeah, we'll hit Western Conference tomorrow. All-Star Reserves announced today, so we'll get to that tomorrow as well. The official ones, not just ours. So we can figure out if Russell Westbrook – I think it's going to be Westbrook. I just feel like coaches will pick Russell Westbrook. Because Twitter will explode team. if Westbrook gets named because 
Like, Twitter will be pissed, but the coaches will be like, yeah, we got to reward the guy. And coaches will be like, oh, I didn't know I voted for Russell Westbrook. I just gave it to my assistant, and he voted. So, there you go. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. He's out. Boom. Boom.